up, podcast? This is True Talk, your podcast where we discuss money, business, real estate, investments, careers, and life in general. I am your host, Mario Lopez. Here we go. Man business series, or whatever you call it. Here's episode one of the first ever Attic Man web series slash video mm. thing. It's August 6, 2019. It's currently 5 p.m. We just got back to the house today. So we had, uh, we had multiple things today, actually. First thing is an insulation job. Pretty basic. You know, um, at a house where they only had three inches of insulation throughout the attic. Yeah. Uh, it's hard in the hardest summer, Sacramento. Yeah. It's so, hot. So in your, the attics, you're looking at 130 degrees. Oh, yeah. So that just radiates in the home so easily. Oh, yeah. You know, people call us and uh, they say, you know, my energy bills are so high and I just got a new heating and air system put in. And what they don't realize is... I have to explain to them. I said, well, the heating and air system in the summer, an air conditioning system, any air conditioner works the same way. It's all about removing heat. You know, a lot of, uh, a lot of people, homeowners, or, you know, anyone that's not really in the business, they just assume, oh, an air conditioner creates cold air. We're going to push that into the home, excuse me, and uh, it's going to cool down the house. But what it's actually doing, wherever your filter is located, uh, it sucks the heat from the house through there, which runs through the system, and uh, through a process using refrigerants and other components actually just takes the heat out of that air and then puts that air back in your home, which then you're like, oh, it's cold, mm -hmm. right? But that heat's gotta go somewhere. But if they're technically correct, they'd say, oh, there's no heat in this air. Exactly, you there's know? no such just, thing as cold, just the absence of heat. Exactly, yeah. So you could have the best air conditioning system in the world, but let's <laughs> say you got a bunch of uh, single pane windows and uh, low insulation in your attic, insulation in your walls, you know, heat goes to cold. Heat is basically just energy molecules in the air that are just running into each other, creating energy, right? You have a hot cup of water, that's, that's water is full of energy. That's what heat is. It's literally energy. Mm. And that energy wants to get as far away from other energy particles as possible. So therefore, heat goes to cold. You know, you got a bunch of heat here, you got an empty room and no heat here, that heat wants to go there. Same thing for your house, right? It's hot outside and you're using your air conditioning system to take that heat and throw it outside. But now, where does that heat want to go? It's to go right back in, right? Mm -hmm. So um, your number one place of heat gain is your attic, uh, every time. I mean, yeah. it's just so hot up there and that stuff just wants to get in. Yeah, and your roof is constantly being berated by the sun. Yeah. So it just stays hot at all times. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. not to mention it's sealed up there. So it's just an oven. There's nowhere for the, for the air to circulate. It's not moving, it's just rising in temperature throughout the day. Yep, exactly. And going into circulation, I mean, there's other things that, that play into it. I mean, like, you want to have ventilation in your attic because you don't want to just trap that heat up there and leave it there. You know, that'll cause mold issues, moisture issues, things like that. You want it to get out. Mm -hmm. So that's why you have ventilation. You know, the whirly birds, yeah. you know, <laughs> that are on the roof and they just spin for like what seems like ever. Yeah. Yeah, those are, uh, those are air vents. Yeah. You know, and those are heat. spinning just from the forced heat passing through them. Yes. Yeah, it creates exactly. that, that circular motion. Yeah, so back to my original point, when somebody says, oh, I have a brand new air conditioning system or I had an air conditioning contractor come out and he said there's nothing wrong with my system, there might not be anything wrong with your system. But if you 
don't have the proper uh, materials and windows and proper insulation in your attic, you're basically throwing heat out, it's coming right back in. You know, I always use the analogy of you're, uh, you're taking a bucket of water on a sinking ship and you're throwing water out of a sinking ship, mm -hmm. but it's still sinking. Yeah. You gotta fix the sink. Exactly. You know, you gotta fix the hole or whatever's happening. There. Yeah, and stop our water from coming in. Yeah, you, can't you could have the best bucket thrower in the world. Yeah. It doesn't matter, water's exactly. still gonna keep coming. You can work as hard as you can, it's not gonna get rid of the issue. Exactly. You know, it so, might temporarily uh, put a hold on it, but it's gonna keep happening. Yep. And sometimes, especially once it reaches 100 degree weather, people are like, oh, I can't cool my house down below 78. Well, it's no wonder. Your heat's just coming in. There's nothing to stop. Yeah. So this lady, that was she was one of those. She just got her AC replaced by um, another contractor, and it was brand new. Energy bills are still high, and it was uh, working a lot. It seemed like it was on all the time. Well, I climbed in her attic. Sure enough, three inches of insulation. Pretty common in this area. Anything mm -hmm. built in the 50s, 60s, 70s. Back then, they didn't realize the importance of attic insulation. They literally added like two, three inches and we're like, oh, we're good. Yeah. And then later on, you know, California realized, oh man, we want to be energy efficient and they realized we need more. Yeah. So right now in California, as of today, on August 6, 2019, if you were to build a home in California today, anywhere in the state, or do an addition, right, anything like that, they're going to require you to have 12 inches of fiberglass insulation. Really what they require is what's called R38, which is just a numeric value to the resistance of heat of the insulation you put in. Doesn't matter what type of insulation you put in, as long as it reaches an R value of 38, a resistance to heat value of 38. Mm -hmm. um, that's what's required in the state as of today. And that's a minimum. So I always recommend, I mean, you can never, you know, I mean, yeah, loosely speaking, you can never have too much insulation. Exactly. Right? You can just you always want to maximize efficiency. And especially yes. being in a state like California, where prices are driving up, you want to maintain peak efficiency anywhere yeah. you can, especially somewhere in the realm of insulation where it's relatively affordable. Yeah. You know, a new HVAC system to raise your efficiency thousands, can thousands. cost you, you know, 10000 if not more. Exactly. But uh, simply putting some insulation in your attic could do wonders for, yep. you know, for a real good price. Yeah, yeah, it's, you know, I mean, the, it depends on what contractor you ask. Uh, right now, we're sitting for R38, depending on how much you're in that in there already, if you want to remove some and replace it or whatever. You know, we sit at about $1.20 a square foot. Mm -hmm. um, it can go up and go down, depending on the circumstance, but it's kind of like an average. Uh, so you think about it, if you have a thousand square foot home, that's 1200 bucks. Yeah. And if you're going to be in that home for the, at least the next three, five years, you're going to make that money back. Yeah, and then it's going to keep paying you back. And it's just a payoff after that. And not that. to mention your system is going to last longer because it's not fighting to keep that water out of your sinking ship. You put exactly. the holes on that, uh, you keep your, keep your ship from sinking, and then at that point you just keep going. Yep. Um, insulation jobs are relatively quick, um, anywhere from typically two to four hours, depending on the size of the home and the circumstance. But rarely is it ever more than four hours. Today, we were in and out of there today in like two and a half hours. Yeah. You know, and that was about a 1200 square foot home. You know, mm -hmm. we got up in there and we set up our rulers and there's a bunch of prep work you have to do. Yeah. Um, before you can actually start adding insulation. Um, and but we, we did those things. And what are the uh, main benefits of blown in insulation over bat insulation? You know, I get asked this question a lot. Um, so, bat insulation, let's just talk about fiberglass as a type, right? Bat insulation, fiberglass bats, are basically, it's a fiberglass put into like a blanket, if you will, or like a, it's almost just like a big, like you see them at Home Depot, you know, it's like a big pillow of insulation. Yeah. Those guys, you um, physically have to install those every square foot. You have to get in there and actually manually set it. 
which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, leaves a lot of room for error on the installers. I mean, if you have fiberglass bats like this, and let's say an installer installed one kind of crooked, well, that little gap you got there, well, guess what? Heat's just gonna mm -hmm. right through there. There's nothing protecting it. One of the biggest advantages of uh, the blown-in stuff is it covers everything. I mean, it's virtually impossible to miss an area, exactly. you know, because it just it just fills up. Um, some people will get worried, well, I have can lights and I have registers and things like that. I mean, you take precautions against those and you can protect against those before you begin blowing. That goes exactly. into prep work. Exactly, there's a lot of prep earlier. work, making sure uh, you preserve your ventilation as well. When you get to yes. the vents near the eaves, you always make sure to uh, board those up and uh, of course, protect any open electrical. Yes. Yeah. So um, that's, that's the biggest advantage in my opinion. You get the same R value. If you have 12 inches of bat fiberglass versus 12 inches of blown in, um, the, uh, it's the same R value, it's still R38. Mm -hmm. um, they claim on the new fiberglass, they claim that the blown in stuff on the new stuff doesn't settle, meaning over time it doesn't go lose R value. You know, the older stuff settles, but like cellulose, blown in cellulose insulation, yeah. which is a shredded newspaper, that stuff settles over time, you have to actually replenish it. Mm -hmm. um, they claim the new fiberglass doesn't settle. Yeah. Um, I think it does settle, I mean, when you first install it, it's gonna settle a couple inches over the next couple months. So mm -hmm. like when you pay us to blow in 12 inches, we blow in 14 every time. Yeah. You know, if you got up there as soon as we're done, you're gonna see 14 inches, but you might come back a few months later, it's down to 12. Yep, but so, you're still preserving that 12 inches and right. kind of um, doing precautionary measures to make sure that uh, it doesn't sink past the R value that's required. Right, exactly. Gotcha. And uh, you know, bats don't settle. Um, bats are more expensive labor-wise. We charge more to install bats because yeah, it takes it just, so much it more time. It takes about double the time. Especially yeah. in a small attic, you're crawling around and physically setting these things, you know, it's uh, Yeah, and it's not to mention, uh, I could imagine material is a little bit more too. Yep, yeah. yep, you're right, yeah. yeah. Blown in stuff is actually a little bit cheaper. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. But yeah. anyway, so we did one of those today, helped her out, she was happy. After that, um, I took off to uh, change out a unit. So this, so check out this. So this lady, um, she found us online and she just bought a house, her and her husband. They just bought this house. Beautiful home down in Southland Park. Um, it has a package unit on a roof, right? And uh, it was working when they bought the house. Now they've been there a week. All of a sudden it's blowing hot air. Mm -hmm. So um, she calls us to go out there. I come to find out there was a um, termite company that actually wrapped the house and was on the roof doing a bunch of stuff in between the time that they bought it to when um, it stopped working. Mm -hmm. And they thought that maybe there was something up with that or that maybe that company hit it or something like that, you know? But um, anyway, I get up in there and it's flat on Freon. It's an older unit, it's about 16 years old. And um, it's just flat on Freon, like there's no refrigerant left in it. Yeah. So, you know, one of two things happen. Either the previous homeowner knew what was going on, paid someone to fill it up to get past inspections and sell the house, or the termite company, you know, might have bumped into it or broke a refrigerant line, I mean, who knows? Mm -hmm. But all we knew now is flat. So I come down, from the roof and I tell her. And uh, you know, when you have an older HVAC system that runs on old refrigerant, which is R22 refrigerant, it's the stuff they're trying to get rid of. Mm -hmm. You know, it was, it used to run on R22, now everything runs on 410. And that is gonna be outlawed in 2020, correct? Outlawed to manufacture it, yeah. Okay. So whatever's out there in circulation is what's left. Yeah, but if you have a unit that relies on it, it's uh, gonna be a lot harder to find your refrigerant. Yeah, more expensive too. Yeah. So it's already expensive, um, but anyway, um, so gave her a price, she was happy with it, we gave her a really great deal. Um, 
And then she remembers, she goes, oh, I have a home warranty. So I'm gonna call them and see if they, if they come out. And I'll take note of this. Uh, I've heard very, very few good stories when it comes to home warranty and HVAC. I've heard lots of bad ones. I've never dealt with them myself. I don't use home warranties on my house. Um, but I've heard lots of bad stories. This one ended up being a bad story. So pretty typical of what I hear. She calls up the home warranty. They say we're two weeks out. Like we can't have anyone to you in two weeks. And it's 100 degrees outside. It's 100 degrees they outside. Just we had the two out. hottest days of 2019. What was it, like, two weekends ago? Yeah, 106 it, degrees. Something like that. Yeah. It was just crazy. So she calls me up. She says, hey, you know, we really don't want to pay out of pocket if we don't have to. We're willing to wait. And um, I said, okay. I said, go ahead and, you know, that's fine. Just let me know what they say. I already knew what they were going to say. But I'm not going to talk her out of it, you know. It's just what she wants to do. And, okay, go ahead. So she did it. She waited. They waited. And sure enough, first guy that came out, she has a really steep roof. Like, really steep. It was a real tough mm -hmm. install today. But um, first guy that comes out, she said he didn't even say good morning or nothing. He walked up the driveway. She opened up the front door. And the first thing he says is, I'm not getting on that roof. And she's like, oh, okay. And he said, sorry, wow. we'll have to send someone else out. I'm not getting on that roof. And he left. Wow. And that's one thing I've heard of home warranty companies is... Um, Very unprofessional and personal. I mean, you know, I mean, it's just, if you think about it, they don't... The home warranty company partners with a number of HVAC contractors to give them work. And that HVAC contractor, most of the time, doesn't have a personal tie to you because they're not out there under their own company. They're out there under their own warranty. So that creates issues. And a lot of times they're out there on a cheap or free estimate basis. So it's not like they're making much by showing up. Yeah, I don't know exactly how they work. Like I said, I've never actually worked for them. From what I've heard is the home warranty company pays the HVAC contractor an hourly rate. Okay. So, um, you know, I mean, it just it just creates a very impersonable situation in my opinion. Because when I go out to a call, if you're calling me and my company, I care about you as a customer. I want a five-star review from you. I yeah. want you to be satisfied and to tell your friends and their friends will tell their friends. Yeah, so provide forth. the bed because we're in the service industry. You have to service people. You have to take care of them. Exactly. You don't want to go out there and just run up a bill and uh, make their life harder. Yeah. You want to you know, bring resolution to their issues mm -hmm. and with a smile on your face. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And, um, and uh, I just don't think that that gets accomplished. Now, this might not be every home warranty company or whatever. It's just the majority of what I've heard. But anyway, they send out a second guy. It was like three days later. He comes out, he gets on the roof, and he tells them, well, you know, when you had the home warranty, initially the unit worked, and then you had this termite company come out. And then she called me to come out and look at the unit before she realized home warranty covers HVAC. And he said, because you had the termite company and you had another HVAC contractor out there, we don't know what they did. We don't know what they touched to avoid your warranty. So it's not under warranty. That's another thing I've experienced with those home warranty companies too, is that they will do anything to to deter responsibility. Yeah. For any issues. Well, I think about it. You gotta, you know, most of these HVAC installs go from anywhere from seven to up to fourteen grand for a standard mm -hmm. system. I mean, they don't want to pay for that. Yeah. Right. I mean, so it's so just like find a loophole to opt out, opt out of it. Yeah, and I don't want to sit here and claim that oh, that's their mo. That's what they're out. They're out to just get the little stuff, whatever. Yeah. But um, it just awfully seems like that a lot, yeah. a little more than, you know, like, okay, it's getting kind of suspicious. Especially, but. you know, when you're dealing with, 
you know, someone with no hot air or no or no cool air in their home. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's over 100 degrees inside of their home, mm-hmm. and they've been waiting a week for someone to come and resolve it. And then their final resolution is, oh, it's not covered. Yeah. And it's like, well, you know, it's been a week. You yeah. Know, we in their case, two oh, plus yeah. another three days. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah, it's ridiculous. So she she ends up calling us back and um, she says, hey, you know, they're not covering it. We're going to have to go through with it. Um, we need some financing, blah, blah, blah. No problem. We set her up with financing. We got her taken care of. She's very happy. She left a five-star review on Yelp. Mm-hmm. today and on thumbtack which we're really big on thumbtack we love thumbtack we use that all the time for anyone that doesn't know thumbtack uh, as a homeowner you can go on there and search for uh, contractors or anything you really need done around your house and uh, thumbtack has a lot of contractors on there we are on there and uh, you know in order to be on there you have to be background checked license verified um, all the reviews that come on there are only posted like if you hire a company, then it'll give you the ability to leave a review, but no random people can go on there and write reviews. Yeah. So you don't have false so reviews. Like you know they're real. Yeah. yeah. So check that out. Thumbtack.com. You can find plumbers, HVAC guys, roofers, whatever you need. It's great. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, today was, was good, productive day. We got that done. And then we had Garrett and Gannon, um, our, two, our two installers out doing a duck job. Uh, here's another one, man. This is crazy. I got a call for they said they had their HVAC system replaced three years ago and all of a sudden there's no airflow coming from the vents okay so I go out there I crawl around and the return duct which is what sucks air into the unit was completely crushed looks like someone went up in the attic and just stepped on it and then I go to all the supply ducts you know I'm looking through supply ducts and there's a bunch of them chewed up with rats like chewed through with rats I come out of the attic and I ask the homeowner I said it's a, you know, when you installed this HVAC system, did the contractor check out your ductwork? Did they pressurize the ducts? Did they do any of that? Guess not. Either they did, or they just overlooked it, or they just didn't even bother to look. Yeah. I don't know. Or they noticed but, it, and they thought, oh, it's not yeah. my job. And she paid like $14,000 for this new system, and it's not working, because they didn't check out the ductwork. Yeah. So I check out the ductwork. About half the ducts need to be replaced. Um, that return is destroyed. There's a bunch of them that have been eaten and chewed through by rodents. Those have to be replaced, no question. I mean, I looked inside one of them and you could see, like, you know, feces. Yeah. I mean, it's disgusting. You, you don't even realize you're breathing that. You're running yeah. your system and you just, like, exactly. it, all day. I mean, it's not healthy. I'm not yeah. a doctor, but I can't imagine that's good, yeah. <laughs> you know? Exactly. Especially with all that air escaping in your attic, just completely being wasted. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Not to mention the, the energy loss yeah. on top of that. You're paying for cold air that's now like cooling off your attic. All the yeah. rats are cool. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're doing just fine up there. Yeah, they're they're Clearly. they're making families and everything, you know. So I come out and I tell her what I found. I give her a price, and um, it's okay. They're getting two other bids. Cool. So I left, and um, I'd say about three or four hours later, they called me back. And it turns out our price was, I don't know what the other guys quoted them, but they're just like, we want to go with you. They're like, you, you're the only one that actually crawled around the entire attic because it was so tight. Like mm-hmm. it was one of those homes where the roof pitch is really low. Yeah. I don't even know how they got that new unit in there, to be honest with you. I was looking at it and I was like, well, it's almost like, like my house. house. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know, like it's yeah. ridiculous. You, I'm looking in there and I'm like, wow, this looks like it would be a nightmare of a job. Yeah. And um, anyway, just to crawl around it, I mean, it was first thing in the morning, 8 a.m. I was, I was diving through 
fiberglass insulation. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna be itchy all day, you know? Yep. But she said the other guy just kind of poked her head in there, looked around and said, yeah, all your ducks need to be replaced. And I don't know what they quoted, eight grand, six yeah. grand, 10 grand, I don't know. But even if they coded, quoted less than you, you took the effort, the initiative, and showed that you cared about the customer. Yeah, which exactly. You, which sets you aside. Just it do a thorough job, right? Standard, you know, standard guy. Because then she knows that when she hires you, if she chooses to hire you, that you're going to display that same diligence when you're installing the, uh, the materials. Exactly, exactly. Like and I think that is so important, especially in the, in the service industry. It's so easy to get tired and to get lazy. Yeah. Or just to know, okay, I got two more calls and then I can go home and not want to crawl around the attic or it's first yeah. thing in the morning and you just showered and you're, you're not yes. awake enough And you yet. try to do the minimal thinking that it'll benefit you, but really you're shooting yourself in the foot because as a business owner, you are your customers. Yes. You know, everyone thinks that owning a business is you just have all these days off, you, you know, do all yeah. these things. They but, say, oh, isn't it great being your own boss? It's like, well, it would be, except I'm not my own boss. Yeah, you are. Uh, my boss is my customers. Yeah, you're They're the your boss. of your customers <laughs> and how they perceive you. So yeah. if you show up to a job and you play minimalist, you're going to have minimal work and you're going to have minimal results. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that, that brings us to another point. I mean, it's like, like oh, man, I, I hear this all the time. You know, we've been doing this business for two years. You know, we just started full time not that long ago. But I, I literally, like, I post a lot to Instagram and I take videos and I like to go on vacations and stuff. Of course yeah. I do. And I always get the DM, you know, man, how does it feel to be your own boss? Or, you know, it's so, it must be so nice being able to just take days off whenever you want. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's almost like a culture thing now to think, like, oh, if you start your own business, like you never have to work again. You're exactly. just gonna be rich and and you're yeah. gonna have all the free time, you're gonna travel, be like one of those people on Instagram that yeah. just travels like yeah. 24 seven. But, but what people don't realize is behind the scenes, you're working 70 hours a week. Oh my gosh. I'm not getting home until eight or nine o'clock, only yeah. to sit at home and do paperwork. For oh yeah. Financing, things like that. Yeah, I can't tell yeah. you how many days I leave the house at yeah. eight o'clock. I don't get home until eight, nine o'clock. Yeah. I mean, it's almost like, I mean, definitely two days a week at least. Mm -hmm. And the rest of the days you're getting on like six, five, four. And then exactly. even once you're home, like today, I mean, I got home at five, you know, we got to make this video. We got, I've got tons of accounting to do. I've got tons of uh, quotes to respond to, checks to deposit. I mean, yeah. it never ends. And that's just to catch up. That's to catch up. That's not even to, that's not even to grow the to business. Yeah. That's like, I'm that's behind just, right now. Yeah, that's <laughs> just to stay on par. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So there's a, there's a, um, a big, I feel like there's a big, Misconception. Uh, misconception, whatever you want to call it, where everyone just thinks, oh, I'm going to start a business, I'm going to be rich, and I'll never have to work again. And you see it all the time. You see people say, oh, yeah, I'm going to start my own business, and mm -hmm. and then what happens? Because exactly. they quickly figure out yeah. that it's not that dream life. Yeah, thing. or they get a little bit of money, and they start spending it. Mm -hmm. That's another big mistake, is you have to let your business account grow. So a lot of people will make this money and they'll pull it right out and they'll go spend it before you know it. They're yeah, going. they're buying the driving the fancy cars and they're yeah. doing this, which I mean, I'm guilty of that I bought a nice car too, but yeah, but that was after. But that's know. after being established for a couple of years, right? Exactly. And that's, uh, I mean, you gotta you gotta be able to do stuff like that. And mm -hmm. a lot of people these days just don't fucking do it. They're just like, I don't know, I don't know what yeah. I, I can't speak for them. I don't think that way. For me, I'm like, I'm gonna make a business. Build the business, grow, build grow, the business, grow, and grow. rewards come later. Exactly. You'll step back and look like, wow, look what I built. Okay, yeah. now I can take a week off. I well, here's the other thing too. Like people think business money, mm -hmm. right? They think like, oh, I'm gonna make tons of money. I gotta think about money, right? But 
you gotta love what you do. You have to. Yeah, a lot of people start a business and they think, I'm gonna make a ton of money, or that's why they're starting a business. And you can't. You gotta start a business based off what you love to do. Yeah. The shit that you like to do. You know, if there's something you like to do, and you're like, you know what, I could do this for other people, or I could help people by doing this, then you're gonna be successful in that regard. But, exactly. Um, yeah, it's, it's... Because at that point, it comes naturally. You know, you're not forcing something, you're not straining yourself out every day. I mean, yeah, you work hard, you do strain yourself physically, yeah. but as far as going out of your boundaries, you're already comfortable doing that work. It's just the willingness to take that extra step and risk to start your own business and yes. not just work for someone else making, you know, 15 to 25 an hour, you know, depending on the trade, depending on the job you got, but to take that extra step and step out of your, your guaranteed income and hope that you can do it for yourself. Oh man. Is, uh, I feel like I could talk about a million things. Like just in that one sentence you just said, I feel like there's like eight things I want to like yeah. fucking exactly. <laughs> go off on. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, continue. Yeah, because uh, that's what sets people apart. You know, actually yesterday I was getting parts for the truck, for the work truck. And uh, there's a kid in front of me, probably 23 years old, talking to the cashier about he's been doing HVAC five years. Oh, really? And I was like, oh, what's his you name? You've been doing it? I actually job? gave him your card. He, <laughs> oh. uh, he is, I told him to call you. Because I told him, I was like, well, do you have your license? He's like, oh, yeah, I've got this certification, that certification, this. EPA, and I was like, great money, huh? And he's like, eh, it's okay money. I was like, you said you're licensed, right? He's like, well, I'm certified in this and that. I'm like, so you work for a company? Yeah. He's like, yeah, I make about you know 28 an hour. Still great money. Yeah, great money. But he's been doing it five years. And I was like, so what do you do? He's like, commercial installs, I'm a lead installer. Mm. I was like, so have you thought about getting licensed and pushing forward? And his girlfriend looks at him and is like, well, what do you think about that? <laughs> She's like, uh, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And I started, you know, talking to him about different margins, yeah. things like that, how, how successful you can be if you take that step. And his eyes lit up. He didn't even realize the realm of possibilities. But at the same time, he may be so content with his position that he doesn't want to let go of that and yeah. jump off the cliff and hope his parachute opens. It could be a million different reasons. Uh, I think to be an entrepreneur and to start a business and to uh, want to succeed and I mean you just have to naturally want it you either want it or you don't if you don't that's okay yeah not everybody's cut out not just want it everyone wants out. it but yeah. it's about well everyone job. wants that life like we were talking yeah. about that everyone facade wants the vacations, right? the cars, the vacations and the money and the freedom and not having a boss yeah but it comes with immense sacrifice first oh it comes with tons of sacrifice yeah. just like anything sacrifice and risk because it's never guaranteed no there's yeah. huge risk yeah. and there's anything just tons happen, that go into you know? it and you, it, you gotta in order to be that person I mean I don't know if you can train entrepreneurs I guess you can't I don't know if there's people that were ever born and thought like it never even thought about starting a business, but they went to school for business and then it's, you know, all of a sudden they came out and they're like, oh, okay, I'm going to start a business. I'm sure that's happened. It's yeah, had to have but happened. But truly, it's more of a mentality. Yeah. It's the way someone carries himself. It's not a, a job. Being an entrepreneur is not a job. No. It's a way of living and going about it. I think it's just like, I think it's just like, it's just you want to do it. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I mean, you see those kids growing up and they're six years old and they got the little play store set up and they're like trying to sell their toys to their parents. I don't know about you. I did that shit all the time. Yeah. Or like, uh, you ever play that video game, Roller Coaster Tycoon? Yeah. Where you build the it's theme park. Building and I mean, maybe this might be kind of cliche or whatever, but I mean, I love that game. I loved like building things and making, getting more customers mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Like I, I loved it. And then yeah. we played in a band together and yeah. I mean, you saw how I did the band. I treated yeah, it. Yeah. And it was the business. We were an LLC. Mm -hmm. It was yeah, not. Uh, it was a straight business. It was right? an actual business when 
you know, the band ended up dissolving. There were financial assets put aside, there were royalties put aside, mm -hmm. um, everything was on paper. It wasn't just being, it wasn't winging it. And the way we went about things with uh, marketing our band, uh, going about booking shows. We even did done. accounting. We set up a hot dog stand yeah. to make money, Fundraisers. which we raised to buy an RV <laughs> to yeah. go on tour, which exactly. we never actually got there. But <laughs> yeah. but still, it's the way we went about it. It was very professional. We weren't just yeah. winging it. It was, you know, yeah. with that... Uh, that business focused mindset, or that yeah. business centered mindset, rather. And that's just an example of, I see, I think when, if you have a natural born entrepreneur, um, a lot of people out there, they, they did things like that. I mean, even the most successful people you see today, it's not their only thing they did. I mean, they, they did tons of things before they got there. Mm -hmm. It's just keep trying, and that comes from the pure natural desire to want to keep trying. And to want to keep going and to want, just want it. I mean, if there's anything you want in life, you naturally, you go out and you start to try to go for it. I mean, yeah. just like anything else, you know? It's just more to look forward to, my Many man. more to do. <laughs> more to conquer. More to do, more to conquer. All right. All right. I like man, signing off.